0: Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I don't have a lot of time for today's podcast. I'm on a little bit, I'm in a little bit of a time crunch. And so I'm just going to do a very quick five or 10 minute episode where I talk about a few different things that are on my mind in terms of language learning. The first one is a common FAQ, a common frequently asked question that 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 people ask me, <laughs> And it is around uh, content creation with language learning. I know some of the people or a good percentage of the people who listen to my podcast and who follow my content, you also make language learning content. Or some of you have wanted to make language learning content, but you don't really know how or what to talk about, where do the ideas come from. And so a very, very, couple of very, very quick practical things that can help you. Number one, when you don't know what to talk about, Go to very popular YouTube channels that talk about language learning and read the comments. Read the comments because people in the comments are going to be asking different questions and talking about topics around language learning. And by reading the comments, you're going to get lots of ideas of what to talk about. This is something I do when I'm at a loss for ideas. Another default thing you can do that I do a lot actually is just talk about your personal experience. Talk about your life. Talk about what's going on. Talk about what you're doing with languages, talk about what's easy for you, talk about what you're struggling with, talk about what you want to try later. Just talk about your own experiences and, and based on your experiences, try to point out certain things that people can maybe learn from your personal experiences. These are two very quick tips for anyone who makes content or who wants to make content around language learning and you don't really know what to talk about. This is, this is what helps me out a lot. Another thing with language learning that is important that I was thinking about yesterday is um, the, the importance of building some what I'm going to call muscle memory and causing automatic reactions. Think of it this way. When you're a child, when you're like two, three, maybe four years old, and, you're, and you've just been learning how to walk, and walking, you've just kind of figured it out. You can finally walk without your parents help without holding things, your parents kind of trust you to walk more or less on your own. When you're at that phase, you fall reasonably frequently, right? Because you're not fully used to it, but you're used to it enough to kind of walk around and hobble around. And when you fall, typically, if you, if you remember from when you are a child or if you've seen it from other kids, when kids fall, they just eat the ground. They fall face first. They don't generally put their hands out to, to stop their fall. They just fall, especially when they're really, really little. And as they get older, they learn, their body and their brains figure out that, oh, when I fall, I should put my hands out to break my fall. And eventually, when they're five or six or seven or, or whatever, you know, they've, their brain has learned and their body has learned that when I fall, I should put my hands out to break my fall. And while that wasn't an automatic reaction, when they were three years old, It now is an automatic reaction when they're six years old. So what's the connection with this with language learning? Well, when we are learning languages, we learn certain things. We learn hello, we learn goodbye, we learn grammar, we learn vocabulary, we learn pronunciation. And at first we are not able to use it automatically. It does not come out of our mouths automatically. But over time, what we're trying to figure out is how do you make it automatic? And the way to make it automatic is to have created such a strong neural, so many strong neural connections to the language that suddenly it comes out automatically. So let's go back to the child example with the child falling. When the child is, let's say, three years old and they're walking and the first time they fall flat on their face, you know, it's a shock because maybe they've never fallen before flat on their face. Maybe it hurt a little bit. Maybe they cried. Maybe they scraped their knee and mom, had to put a, mom or dad had to put a Band-Aid on it, right? Maybe they got a bruise. They didn't like it, right? And they're like, oh, that was interesting. Then they, kept, they did it again. They did it again. And they fell again. And like, oh, what the heck? They get surprised again. There's, a, there's this kind of shock. Maybe it hurt. Maybe they, and it happens. And it's such a, there's so many neural connections being formed every time they fall that eventually their brain starts to make adjustments so that it is less Painful, and there's so many deep neural connections now formed around what works when you're walking to not fall, what to do when you fall, how to avoid the pain. Blah, and there's so many neural connections being formed, and it's because they're they're, they're it's just happening by the by by them falling and everything. With language learning, it's a very similar thing. You have to be in an, in environments where you are quote unquote falling. Now, the falling doesn't have to be you know really bad. It doesn't have to be really big fails. It doesn't have to be really embarrassing moments where everyone was waiting on you to do something, but you couldn't because you didn't understand. But even the small baby moments where someone said something, they were expect- they were asking you to do something, they were expecting you to do something, but you struggled to do so because you didn't fully understand. Those are the kinds of situations that you have to put yourself in. Those situations where someone is waiting on you or something needs to get done but it's not getting done as fast as it should be because you are struggling with the language you need to put yourself in those scenarios where you where you are feeling challenged because that's forcing your brain that moment where you're challenged and you're thinking to yourself oh my god what did that person say wait what did that mean oh shoot people are kind of waiting on me. Okay, wait, let me listen again. What was that? Oh, I think I got to do this. I think this is what I have to do. That moment where you're kind of, you're trying to problem solve. Those are the situations you want to be in because that's what's allowing you to make those neural connections to automatically use the language. And a lot of people who are learning languages, they're not doing that. That's not what they're doing. There's not enough of that happening. They're just reading their textbooks. Which is helping them. Yes, you're seeing new words. Yes, you're like, "Oh, cool. Now I know that un libro is a book in Spanish. Cool. OK? But that, that's not a deep enough connection to remember. So the people who struggle to remember vocabulary or grammar or remember it in times where they need it, it's because you haven't been through enough challenges with that language where, you, where, where uh, yeah, that's it. You haven't been enough, you haven't been challenged enough. It has not been challenging enough for you and so that's what you have to figure out for yourselves right in order to eventually reach a point where you are speaking automatically and it is something that comes not reasonably naturally to you you have to be in situations where you are being challenged and it is like quite difficult at times the one final thing i'll add on that i really have to go is I want the challenge to incorporate as many senses as possible, as frequently as possible. So a lot of people will challenge themselves um, simply in a mental way. They will sit down and they'll study for a long time and they feel really tired. And it was challenging because they had to study really hard for a long time. That's really good, but it wasn't, there's no kinesthetic learning involved. There's probably, you know, if you're just sitting there studying with a textbook, there's not much audio learning involved. You probably didn't have much speaking involved. It was just using your eyes and maybe like your fingers a little bit. So you want to make sure that you are in scenarios where it's using various different senses. I personally do this by traveling abroad. That is my big hack. That works a lot for me. I do it once a year on average. That's a really big one for me. So I save you know, a percentage of my money every single year to be able to spend on those trips so I can go abroad and, 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 and be able to do that. And so that is my hack, but everyone's going to have to have a different hack or different strategy that works for them. Anyway, I know this is a really short episode, but like I said, I'm in a bit of a rush today. Don't have a lot of time. So thank you for listening to the short episode. I appreciate it. And we will talk next time. Bye.